All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the Big Red, and NFL vet. Is Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, and we welcome in Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore joins the show, part of Blackshirt Mondays. Jay, got to be smiling about the performance as the Bumpus's Hounds have entered the uh, home studio. Uh, got to be smiling as a black shirt for that black shirt per- performance. Just uh, 11 points against Northern Illinois. Yeah. Obviously, we've known we, we got a pretty good one through the first two games, but now through three, these guys are pretty resilient. I was so impressed when Northern Illinois got that turnover, you know, early in the game and they got their own five yard lines and they even sniffed the goal line and holding them to three points in that situation. That's when, you know, your defenses are, are really, really good is in quick, sudden changes like that. And they did it multiple times at Colorado the week before was hold your team to three points. That's a, that's an absolute win for the defense in that situation. And uh, not only were they able to do that against Colorado uh, a, a couple times last week, they did it early on in the game against Northern Illinois you know, Nebraska goes down and gets a quick score, seven nothing, and then you get the ball. Nebraska, you know, gets the ball back, gets a turnover, and that that momentum can swing, you know, rather quickly. But you hold them to seven to three, and you still kind of grasp it a little bit. And that defense just kind of flexes muscle. You know, whether it's the the veteran guys, the the new guys that are that, that we've seen a lot from, everyone's playing at a very uh, high level and very in control. Uh, everyone's tackling very very well. Not a lot of leaky yardage so far through three games, and everything I've seen, I've, I've been, you know, it's been it's been so fun to watch because there's you can tell they're they're so well coached, they understand it, everyone's always in position, and, and like I said, if there was any anything that they needed to improve on is just create more turnovers. And they got one. I thought they got two. Uh, I thought Quentin Newsom's interception was close, but you know. Um, Jeff and Wright finally got that pick there. And uh, they could somehow create, you know, a couple more turnovers a game. We're, we're talking one of the best defenses that – I know it's only through three games. We're getting, to, we're getting to the meat of the schedule here coming up here in a couple weeks. But it's been, it's been, it's been good, man. I just – I don't, I don't want to get too far over my skis, but this defense is – they got something special going right now. It's Jay Moore with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Jay – Whenever you look at this defense, shades of 2009 at all, in your opinion, just in terms of, of what we've seen thus far? And I know you can look at the Colorado game as saying, well, the 2009 defense would never allow that. But that defense did allow 31 points against Texas Tech that season and, and what was otherwise an almost flawless season from the defense. Is that how far back you have to go just in terms of what this defense has done thus far to start the year? Probably. Yeah, I'm always hesitant to compare that defense just because you have, <laughs> you have uh, potential NFL Hall of Famers <laughs> that are part of that defense You with, uh, you know, with Sue and, you know, uh, you know Jared Crick was so good and, and you, the secondary was so fantastic with Prince and Gomes and Eric Haig and uh, uh, yeah, and, and the guy that always center. flies under the radar looking yeah. back, Philip Dillard was a great linebacker on that team. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, Levante wasn't there yet, right? No, he got no. There the next no. year, he was one yeah, year that's away. That's what yeah. I thought. He got yeah. So it's yeah. You have to. I mean, there was obviously some really good talent, but I think Nebraska's got 
they're finding some talent. And now with defense like this, you have to start talking about guys playing at the next level. And I think uh, Ty Robinson has stepped his game up. He's matured, uh, playing better consistently. Nash Hutchmacker is playing really, really good at the center, over, over the center at that shade spot. Had a fantastic first half against Northern Illinois. You see all the young guys playing. Uh, you know, Jamari Butler made some great plays. Uh, Quentin Newsom, obviously, we know we've already know about him. But there's just more guys. You kind of just they're popping up. And like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about him. And they're playing at a fairly high level already through such an early time of the season. So you'd like to think they can they can only get better. And I think they get better by creating more turnovers and getting off the field more on third down. But they're it's a damn good defense on first and second down. And I think they're going to keep Nebraska in it for the most part, I think, throughout the season just because they are, as long as everyone stays healthy. I know that's a topic of conversation on the other side of the football, but they stay healthy. This is going to be one of the better defenses of the Big Ten all year long. Jay Moore is joining us. Find him on Twitter at jmore 44 Watch him. Every Tuesday night, Big Red Wrap-Up co-host Huskers now on the board with that first win of the season. Jay, going into this ball game, uh, you know, what was the Jay Moore forecast like? How how did you feel as far as potential losability for this game? Because A, it's a backup quarterback. B, it's an offense that's still trying to find what they do well. And then C... It's a, it's a G5 school that's, you know, come in and won before. It's a winning program in northern Illinois. You, you remember Troy also after the Colorado loss in 18. So Nebraska has dropped or squeaked by more of these games than just gone out and dominated in response to some adversity. Yeah, I was a little hesitant. I, I think I predicted a 24-10 type of ball game, so it wasn't too far off. But my main concern was can Nebraska take care of the football for once? And through the first quarter, that was that was a concern. But they obviously didn't have any more turnovers after uh, Harburg were sacked there uh, down by the five yard line. So that was my that was my main concern. And, and then you look, you know, what Boston College was able to do and hang in there with Florida State earlier in the day. And Northern Illinois won the road and beat Boston College at Boston College. Like man, is Northern Illinois better? I know they lost the previous week to. Uh, Southern Illinois, but you, you always are a little hesitant when you got like a, a whatever. I, Rocky Lombardi's been there since like 2006. <laughs> he's been playing college football. <laughs> like he's he's about as old as I am. I feel like uh, so you have a a veteran quarterback that's been uh, that's that's played well at other places. You're always a little hesitant because not too much can can fluster them. Uh, but just going forward, I think you, if this team can. Like I said, take care of the football, and this defense continues to play at the level that they're playing. I, I know Michigan's still tough, but I, I think they're going to have chances if they can take care of the football because I think the defense is going to keep them in it. And like I said, they can find – I know the running back situation is, is definitely a We're lot – getting there. Yeah, is a lot uh, – is, is gotten a lot interesting here uh, over the last, you know, day or so. But – if they can take care of the football and the defense keeps doing their thing, uh, they're, they're going to have some winnable football games uh, in October and November. Yeah, Jay, running backs is where I was going to go next because that situation got pretty hairy today. My question to you, do you have any eligibility left and do you have any interest in uh, toting the rock for the Huskers this year? Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, 
eligibility, I don't know. I might be able to find some. Uh, this guy needs a new hip, so I wouldn't be much help. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's a big hit to to this offense, uh, to a already struggling offense, losing Gabe Irvin and, and Ramir Johnson. I think Ramir does so many things really, really well. Can catch it out of the backfield and is elusive, and you know, is 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 a, is a leader out there. He's he's an older guy. And then Gabe Irvin, what we've seen already through three games is. He's a really good running back and he's already just bitten by the injury bug and being hurt as true freshman year than, than having the shoulder issue issue that so far through three games. And that's that's tough. That's a tough hit. And but luckily, you know, Anthony Grant, we know what he can do. Uh had, you know, seventy percent of the running back carries last year. Not this isn't an, an uncomfortable situation. Is this, you know, can he continue to carry you know, handle the football well and carry it and not turn it over. Uh, you're going to have to get some young guys, Emma Johnson, behind him and bring him up to speed and, and maybe another another guy. You're going to lean heavily on the QB run game. You're going to see it, whether it's Sims or Harburg. You're going to have to lean on those guys to to continue to, to carry the football and, and, again, utilize your tight ends, utilize your, your wide receivers. And I, I know they're, they're not the most explosive offense in, at all. And, you rarely, you know, I don't even know other than – other than the uh, past the Bullocks there on third down, I don't know if they could, you know, on that kind of middle tunnel screen there, I don't know if they've completed a pass over 20 yards this year. So it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of plays out. Uh, but we'll, I'm sure they're going to they're figure it out. It's going to have to more on the quarterbacks now, more on the offensive line, and take care of the football. And luckily, your defense is one of the best in the Big Ten. And we'll kind of see how it shakes out against Louisiana Tech, and then, and then, the big boys come to town. We'll see. <laughs> that's going to be that's going to get real interesting. Continue to refine uh, what you are and what you can do well on offense, and then let that defense go do their thing with some consistent special teams. Jaybird, uh, when we talk about Emmett Johnson, there's some unknown other than. Some of his accolades, uh, a guy that Ron Brown really liked. Ron's got a history of a good eye for talent, uh, be it at the skill spots or even a guy that has a high-level mentality. Uh, You also have Grant that is the most explosive back they have that just was somebody that you just had some trust issues with. Quentin Ives is, is the freshman out of Jersey. He's a guy that wasn't uber heavily recruited temple and stony brook come to mind but his his ranking as a top 100 running back his skill set at 185 62 a bigger back he'll get up to speed ej barthel has work to do with him as now a, a a third or better option potentially and and then the the first place your mind goes there i think is that you do have from what matt rule said preseason an opportunity for guys that used to be on the scout team to, to come up and, and be able to, to earn a, a starting role because he said he's done that everywhere he's been in college. He's had a guy work his way up from the scout team up to, a, to starting by the end of the year, and you're going to have a lot of opportunity in that running back room moving forward as Jay Moore is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. For those following along on this stream, no one alerted me to the fact that it said Charlie McBride was on the phone for about the past 10 minutes. So I have a problem with you, stream listeners, those of you listening on Terrestrial Radio and podcast. 
doesn't affect you at all, but the stream listeners, I, I'm looking out. Somebody, somebody should have alerted me, is all I'm saying. We'll have uh, more with Jay Moore coming your way after the break as Hail Varsity Radio rolls forward. As uh, Jay's going to get a little bit into the quarterback situation, that's next here on Hail Varsity Radio. And now, and now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Jay Moore with us, Blackshirt Husker NFLer at jmore44 on Twitter. You watch him on Big Red Wrap-Up, part of Blackshirt Monday. And, you know, you mentioned quarterback run game. Let's go to the quarterbacks. And do you have a vote uh, with who you want to see behind center? Or are you uh, going to let practice play out? And do you think you need to see both on Saturday as you gear up for Michigan? Yeah, it's that situation has gotten much more interesting. And, you know, the lame answer is whoever gave your team the best chance to win, but mm-hmm. whoever and that quarterback is who can take care of the football. And through two games, I know Jeff Sims has, has an issue take care of the football. And I know it's not all his fault, but he's also had that issue at Georgia tech. Henrik Harburg, he was hit as he's thrown. I'm at, that's not his fault. Now there might've been some communication. I, I maybe had heard the offensive line thought it was a run. I'm not sure what, what happened there. But for the most part, Harburg handled the ball well, taking shotgun snaps, under center snaps, ran the ball a lot, finished runs, never had any issues. He had one throw over the middle. I think he tried to squeeze one into Fedoni that a linebacker or safety might have dropped. Not a great throw, but again, he accounts for one turnover. So going forward, I want to play the guy who's just going to turn the ball over the least because I don't, you know, I think Sims is probably a little, has, is more experienced. And I don't know if he's more talented. I think arm strength-wise and running capabilities, I think they're about the same from from my eye, from seeing Harburg for one game and Sims for two. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think if, if Sims is still the starter, I think you'll, if he's able to play, you'll see him. But if there's some issues, I think Harburg has, has given himself a chance to say, hey, I, I deserve every bit of a shot to go in there and – and compete because I, I won a football game and I took care of the ball. I made the right throws. I made some situations and um, I turned, you know, some bad situations into good. So it's, it's tough because I just, I, I, I firmly believe if you have, you know, two quarterbacks, you don't have one. I just don't like, I don't like that situation. I don't, I think the quarterbacks a, is a, in a spot where it's so hard because you want him you don't always want to be looking over your shoulder. You don't want to be second-guessing your throws, second-guessing your moves, thinking thinking about too much. You want to be able to know that I can go out here and compete and play, and I'm not going to lose my starting job if I, you know, fumble a snap or throw. But but again, but if you if you for in a sim situation, if you've constantly done that, and that's still a problem that has to be that has to be addressed right that has to be taken care of that has to be discussed and you're gonna have to have an adult conversation about it. it's like hey man like you you're, you were the guy but <laughs> you you struggle take care of the ball and we have a guy that we've we've seen in in a game a real life game take care of the ball better than you have so he's he's owed a chance too uh but I think going forward, if Sims is able to play, he's going to play. I think he's your guy. But I think that lease is rather short mm-hmm. right now. It's Jay Moore with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking quarterbacks, Jeff Sims, Heinrich Harburg, what we saw on Saturday and what we expect moving forward. And Jay, how do you think 
uh, to marry these last two points together, how do you think what we know now about the running back position, how thin it is, how do you think that changes the quarterback argument, or does it, in your opinion, knowing that you now have Anthony Gray and Emmett Johnson likely as your top two guys with not much depth behind? Does that change how you think Nebraska should handle this quarterback situation, or, or does it does it are those two separate issues altogether? Yeah, I don't think it changes much. I just think you just know you're going to run your quarterback probably more. Or if not, I don't know. I mean, they run them plenty. And we've seen Sims run it and Harvard run it plenty through three games. I think you're just going to see that and you're always going to implement that. Because uh, I think your offensive line is just not a to where you want to be. So, you, like I've always said, you need that plus one in the run game. And you don't want that, you know, having the defense having that free hitter all the time. So, I, I don't think they, they coincide or they, you know, one can't exist without another quarterback or a certain running back. And the relationship's not as drastic as uh, a QB relationship with the wide receiver or tight end. I, it's, you know, handoffs. And it's just really just trusting the guy behind you. I think Anthony Grant, you can trust him for the most part to, to block and stay in there and, and hopefully he takes care of the football. Emma Johnson, a lot of unknown. Uh, he's going to get plenty of reps in practice this week and they're going to try to bring him along as quickly as possible and hopefully. Gabe and Ramirez are there to help him out as well and talk him through things and sit in meetings and, and you know, answer questions for him. But I think it's going to be, whether it's Heinrich or, or Jeff on Saturday, I think it's going to be the same plan no matter what, uh, de- depending on, you know, whether or not you had Ramirez or Gabe Irvin back there. Jay Moore is with us. Jay will wind down and have you reassessed Nebraska's chances Despite injuries at running back, despite question marks at quarterback, you have the defense. A little Iowa tribute, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, the way Nebraska's winning ball games, or at least playing competitively in them. Have you reassessed the West race? Iowa's there uh, with uh, this explosion of 41 points. But Wisconsin's not looked impressive. Illinois down. Minnesota was beatable. Uh, you don't get a second chance at them. Purdue's a mess. Northwestern's a mess. Can Nebraska climb the ladder in the West? They can. Like I said, I really Michigan. I, that's not going to happen. That's a loss. <laughs> I don't care. I just, I don't Everyone's care already said. <laughs> I don't care how good your defense plays. I just they're they got they're really good and they got a good defense too. Um, I just don't foresee that happening. But looking forward, you, what, you know, you got Purdue and Illinois. Those are winnable football games. Uh, I didn't think Illinois was a winnable football game. Uh, but things have changed from last year. And even though it's on the road on a Friday night, I still think Nebraska is, is capable to go into Champaign and win, even though we've struggled there um, in the past. Uh, obviously, Northwestern has their issues. That's a winnable football game. Michigan State isn't great anymore with that, that whole situation. So I think that's became more of a wonderful football game. So, yeah, I think they can. But I, it's, there's, there, I think the Big Ten play is, other than Michigan, I, they're toss-ups to me. I, they can easily win them. They can easily lose them because you have a rough game defensively and the offense can't keep up. Uh, good luck. Or, you know, your defense could play lights out, but you're, you're – you're, Offense struggles, turns the ball over, and you lose a game seven to three, mm-hmm. and that's easily that could easily happen. You could lose to Illinois seven to three or ten to six, you know, and your offense turns the ball over twice inside, you know, deep in their own territory, and boom, you, your defense you're able to hold them maybe a couple field goals, but then maybe they get a late. T- I don't know. 
I think Iowa's probably the best in the West, and then Minnesota is is next. So it's really just <laughs> I don't know if you want to call it a pillow fight for the third third best, but it just might be. It just might just be a just a back and forth. You know, teams are squeaking in wins and losses. I know it's not a pillow fight. I don't know it's. I'm just saying it's it's just not going to be very clear cut. I think you. I think Minnesota, even though Minnesota struggled at North Carolina, right? I mean, but Nebraska's already lost and. I think Minnesota will, will will get some wins, but it's just not. It's it's. I feel like a lot of the teams are about the same. Mm. So Jay, basically, well, what what I heard you say there is, if you as a Husker fan haven't embraced Big Ten football just yet, you better uh, you better hop on the Big Ten football bandwagon now because yeah, I heard it's some I ten would, to threes uh, and ten to sixes in there. Yeah, hammer those unders. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Moore says, put your son through college. Yes. <laughs> betting against the Big Ten West Overs. That's I love the, it. That's, well, that's the Iowa way, isn't it? That hey, is. it works. It works. <laughs> Jay Moore, find him, of course, Big Red Wrap-Up. Follow him on Twitter at Jay Moore 44 Jaybird, thanks for giving us a few minutes, bud. Yeah, thanks, guys.